Kath? Yeah. It's a really nice walk. Right, we're on our way to the gym, right? To meet Ed? Yeah, I don't actually know the name of it, because I, I, um, I prefer to sort of exercise just, you know, body weight. Sure. You know, I exercise through the things I do in my life, rather than, like, having to go somewhere. Yeah. For it. Yeah. So, like, you're just like, oh, I walked to the fridge. Yeah, I got out of bed. Yeah. I um, coughed, core work. Yeah, great. I sneezed, core work. Yeah. Change the channel, change the channel, change the channel, change the channel. Yeah, working your arms. Yeah, real nice. Working the seps. That's what I call biceps. Yeah, no, I got Um, that. I got that. Putting your shoes on. That's for my back. Yeah, Uh, taking your shoes off. What's that working out? That's my back again. Is that full body? Taking shoes off? Full body workout? Full body workout, taking shoes off, yeah. I feel there's a lot involved. If you stood up doing it, don't sit down and do it. Stand up and work um, for it. Sit down onto the toilet, leg work. Yeah. Shit, core work. Yeah. Stand back up again, leg work again. Yeah, great. What are we talking about? Put your arms up in the air while you're doing it. Arm work. <laughs> um, I think we would just... just... Take my top off for the shit. That's arm work. Arm work. <laughs> yeah. Lift the soap, arm work. Great. For the shit? Do you fully, fully wash your anus every time you get this for a shit? <laughs> that actually sounds great. Um, no, it's more about um, what most people do is they wash their hands after they've been to the toilet. <laughs> so I am me out concerned there, you? <laughs> that your first thought with soap in the bathroom yeah. would be to... Yeah. Put it on your arsehole as opposed to washing your hands with it. Yeah. Yeah. Really I mean I've got concerning. nothing to defend myself. Yeah, there. really worrying. Everything that. everything you're worried about is the right thing I'm, to be I'm worried about. I'm right to be there. worried, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can smell your hands from here. <laughs> Whenever I'm in a public toilet, I'm like, fucking hell. It's hard to get this soap on my anus. Got <laughs> um Trousers around my ankles, <laughs> waddle out of the cubicle, <laughs> like push down the little thing, yeah, waddle back yeah. into the cubicle, soap up, flush. Hopefully, it splashes on, rinses it off, uh, and then I go out and I try and get my um, full ass into the Dyson Airblade. Oh yeah, yeah. Another full body workout. Another full body workout. Yeah. <laughs> that pause there after I said try and get my full arse into a Dyson Airblade is the uh, loudest silence I've ever experienced have <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you have you had any nightmares this week? yes um, I had a what they call a coffee refresher at work what's that? where they sort of so I've been working at a cafe for about six months in Spooktown, mm-hmm. um, making coffees for everybody. Mm-hmm. Hi, can I have a flat white? Yes, you can. Make a flat white, give it to them. Can I have a latte, can I have a cappuccino, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. And then I had a coffee refresh, which is basically we've got some new members of staff, so it's to teach them and to remind me how to make coffees. Turns out, I got a fucking clue how to make a coffee. Oh. Everything I was doing was so, so wrong. It's a tough way to find out. Yeah, 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 I literally ain't got a fucking clue how to make a coffee. <laughs> yeah, really oh. bad. Bit of a nightmare. Have you had any nightmares? 
Yeah, I had um, I had one where I continuous, continuous. Can't say the word continuously for a start. Continuously ah, kept going yeah. for a high five, and it yeah. and it was just someone waving at someone behind me. But it happened over and over in one dream. Sorry, nightmare. This is while you were asleep. Was was asleep. Who dreams that? That's fucking. That's rotten. Yeah, that's rotten. Because it's not even like a. Oh, that's horrific. It's just like, oh god, that's just god. Yeah, social faux pas. Yeah, that over and over. Um, I'm so sorry. I've been eating this Billy Bear meat all on my own. Do you want? I've managed to uh, buy a wholesale um, tube or, or pudding of Billy Bear meat. Oh great. Yeah. So I just was sort of um, chomping into that like an apple. Yeah, give us an ear. <laughs> but like the whole ear, so the length of the, the pudding. The length of the ear, The yeah, length yeah, yeah. of the ear, yeah. <laughs> a, a, it's sort of like a pepperoni. A, yeah, a pepperoni of Billy Bear meat. Or a cheese string, but it's a Billy Bear ear. Yeah, just don't try and pull it apart. William Bear on his birth certificate. Yeah, of course. His given name. Oh, thank God it's Ed. <laughs> Hello, Ed Gamble. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Nice to see you too. Oh, so good. It's really, nice, genuinely really nice to see you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It might it be is. the first time I've said genuinely on this podcast, which means I didn't mean it any of the other times. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely, I find when people say it, um, that that's when they really don't mean what they're about to say. Like, if you ever see a comedian go, and then this genuinely happened, that is the absolute key to knowing it's a completely bullshit story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, no word of a lie, he lied. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone in the story looks the comedian right in the eye as well, you know it's made up. <laughs> he looked me right in the eye, and he said... No, he didn't. <laughs> That's a porky, that, yeah. Yeah. So essentially, we're not pleased to meet you. I think just read between the lines. No, that's fine. And I'm genuinely happy to be here. <laughs> that's genuinely nice to hear. Genuinely lovely. <laughs> genuinely can't wait to hear your story. This is a, a nice uh, gym, by the way. Do you? Is this quite like this gym we stood outside? Yeah, it's quite. It's quite a nice gym. Stallions gym. Um, Stallions uh, gym. Nice. Oh. Yeah, it's for the big boys. Okay. <laughs> oh, big boy gym. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a big boy gym. I don't tend to go in here just because it's a bit. Yeah. Just free weights. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no running machines or anything like that. It's all free weights, baby. If you want to run, jog on. Am I right? That's. I mean, that's what it says above the door. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's what does, I'm saying. Yeah. Am I? Am yeah, I right? Yeah. Is that? Have I read yeah, that? Right? Yeah, you. That's correct. Yeah. yeah, it's saying that. Some of the yeah. letters have rubbed off, but you're correct. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to un, og, og on is what it og actually on. says. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. sort okay. of you put two and two together there. There's sort of nothing, yeah. nothing else that could be really. If you want, if you want to fun, tog on. Tog. <laughs> <laughs> Weird thing for a gym to say, but you know, who am I to argue? <laughs> um, great. Well, thank you so much for meeting us here. My first question. How was it? How was your journey here? How? <laughs> anyway, I'll see you guys later. Catch you on the ticket. <laughs> how? How was it? How was it? How was it all? 
How how was your journey here? It took a while, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I'm sort of, yeah, not really used to uh, travelling at the moment. And uh, the thought of getting on a train was a lot. And then having to get mm. the eight connecting trains uh, was a bit of a pain. Mm. Um, especially when you mm. get towards the seventh and eighth trains, where they're those weird ones where you have to press a button to say that you want to stop. You have to tell <laughs> the man where you want to get off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. The infrastructure's pretty dog shit here. Um, yeah. I'm just going to write down train. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Uh, no, thank you. Um, no, thank you. Genuinely. Uh, fuck me. Right. So, <laughs> did you... <laughs> Ed. Hello. I think that's throwing me. Um, Ed, did you... Hi. Did you... Have you seen any ghosts this week? No. I'm not... Ed. See, Ed. <laughs> How many... <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, <clears throat> Ed. How many ghosts have you seen this week? Hello, Ed. And I think none. But I do a lot mm. of Zoom calls. And mm-hmm. I think maybe some of the people I've been on Zoom calls have been yeah. ghosts. Because that would be the best way to yeah. dis- disguise yourself as a real human if you're a ghost would be to be on a Zoom call because occasionally there's delays, uh, you might freeze, uh, there's wow. little, you know, little flaws that happen that you might, if you saw someone do that in real life, you'd be like, ghost, but if it was on a Zoom call, could just be the internet, right? Yeah, you can get away with it. That's great, yeah. yeah. That's a really good point. Maybe Zoom's flawless and we just all assume it's the internet that's fucking up. Yeah, yeah. but it's just loads of ghosts. It's just everyone, everyone's ghosts. It's just everyone's ghosts. Also, my cat, I think, is a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) What has um, led you to believe that your cat is a ghost? Well, he's white, which is a dead giveaway. And then... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Don't don't even need a ghost (laughs) sheet when you're that. No, exactly. (laughs) He's a very nice cat. um, But I think maybe the lady who sold it to us has basically got a scam going where she sells sort of spirits of dead cats. Because occasionally mm-hmm. you'll catch him round the corner if you turn the lights off, you'll look at him and his eyes are see-through and red all at the same time and it's utterly terrifying <laughs> and there's, the only explanation is that he's he's a dead ghost cat. Do you love him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all that matters then. Yeah. My cat shot on himself this morning. <laughs> oh no, well that's not a, right. it's not a ghost, is it? No, it's, no. it was very, very... Uh, lifelike <laughs> <laughs> to be fair actually maybe Pig is not a ghost because he has also done that well what he tends to do is shit and then like accidentally sit in his own shit or walk yeah. in his own shit or gets yeah. he's a long haired cat so he gets shit around the mm. fur around his uh, uh, around his bum hole and yeah. it's very difficult to clean out and then so what we have to do is we just cut the hair away so he's got a completely bare back half <laughs> And that's is that the main reason you think he's a ghost or Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. More, losing more and more of his hair because of his shit. I I was wondering why my cat's never ever done that, ever. He's never got shit he got shit on his paws once mm. and jumped on me. But he's never got shit on his butthole. You're right. But it's because you've both got long haired cats, right? Yeah. Long haired yeah. cats, yeah. Right. And your cat can wipe its own ass, can't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got the old opposable thumbs and a tiny yeah. roll of toilet roll. <laughs> Next is litter tray. You know those videos of uh, hamsters eating tiny burritos? Yeah. <laughs> I've got loads like that, but it's just a yeah. cat wiping its ass with a tiny toilet roll. Yeah, less viral, <laughs> less viral, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so anyway, tell us more about your cat's asshole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is weirdly already written down as my next question, so I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bright pink until it's not. <laughs> what is the spookiest thing that's ever happened to you? Ever. Uh, okay, um, my girlfriend's alarm went off one morning uh, and she didn't wake up for it and I went around to check, um, check her alarm and in the middle of the night, in her sleep, she had set an alarm and labelled it as an alarm for my funeral. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, my God. Ed's funeral. Why? She'd woken up in the middle of the night, she clearly had a bad dream that I died, and thought, well, I'm not going to be late for that. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrifying. Creepy. That's spooky shit, yeah. Oh my god. That's awful. Yeah, we felt bad about that for a few days. Yeah, yeah. Also, I love the idea that you've gone around to turn off her alarm, seen Ed's funeral at 8am, you've gone, what's this? And she's gone, I must have done it in my sleep. <laughs> yeah, I fucking, I fucking bet. Yeah, she pushed a knife under the pillow pretty quickly. <laughs> well, this is all falling into place now. She was supposed to kill me and she fell asleep. Yeah, she slept through the 7 o'clock alarm of Kill Ed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> must have been it that's very spooky that's very spooky and my last question is what's the spookiest thing that's ever happened to your cat's anus (laughs) (laughs) nah I'm messing that's not a question please don't answer that unless unless you've got a real doozy no (laughs) no (laughs) no Um, great that's that's yeah that's all of my questions Kath yes hi have you got a question to ask Ed yeah gamble yeah so Ed Gamble. Um, yes. Okay, so the witches from Roald Dahl's The Witches, witches from Macbeth, or witch dot com. Shag, marry, kill. Oh, great, 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 great question. Um, Thank you. Let's take it from the top. I mean, obviously, <laughs> the witches from Roald Dahl's The Witches. Mm-hmm. Not ideal partners in any sense really like quite quite sexy if we're thinking in that terminology yeah. but then once mm-hmm. they get their kit off not sexy at all right because they're wearing loads of things to disguise I mean Ed looks offended oh, yeah. by this but I but just forgot about, about all yeah. that you forgot about that they, yeah. they're wearing wigs and they're wearing shoes because they've got no toes they're wearing pointy shoes because yeah. they've got square, square feet at the end right yeah 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 yes. so I guess shag them but I'm going to have to be quite specific about what they leave on. Uh, yeah, okay. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, in the heat so of the moment, I don't, know, I don't want anyone popping their shoes off. Yeah, yeah. Because even with the lights off, you'd know, wouldn't you? Oh, you'd know. Yeah. So, you'd know. Yeah. Yeah. You'd, you'd, their little stump touching you, and then their, their wig flies <laughs> off, and no, I'm, not, I'm not having that. How fast are you going? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> well, look. The, the wig flies off. <laughs> well, I've got to get the shag it's done. It's a beast I've got, in I've, bed. I've got to marry someone and then kill someone. It's a busy day. <laughs> yeah. This is all on one day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Ideally within like yeah, an yeah. hour window. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> marrywitch.com. Oh, yeah. Great. Lots of info. That's what you want from a spouse, I think, is sure, love, affection, all of that, but also some, you know, good information on what to buy. That's very much yeah. my yeah. fiance provides that information for me, really. She's very good at stuff like that. Oh, that's nice. She's, you know, it's like a good fridge freezer to buy. And- exactly. She's got all the reviews yeah. logged. So yeah. I think it's got to be marrywitch.com. I think yeah. I'd be in, in it for the long haul with witch.com. Yeah, um, you're right. Yeah. Good answer. And then I guess kill. The witches from Macbeth and nasty witches. This kind of no. I mean, I've not really, I've not read Macbeth in, since GCSE probably, but I don't remember them being good eggs. <laughs> I haven't read it either. I don't think they're good eggs. They're not good eggs. From what I've heard through the grapevine, they curse Macbeth, but he's a bit yeah. of a prick anyway. So maybe. Listen, I think you're going to kill him, whatever, because you're going to marry. Yeah, him. I think I think I'm I'm happy with my other decisions, and that's really the only option left. And I don't I wouldn't yeah. feel bad about killing them, really. I, I also I respect somebody who I always feel a little fright when you go shag marry kill, and they always go well I'll kill blank when they go like the glee with which people um, yeah. murder is quite worrying. So I'm glad that you sort of reluctantly murdered the bad eggs. Yeah, I think it just has to be the one who's left over, right? You have to decide who yeah. you want to shag, who you want to marry and then, yeah. oh dear odd one out, Oops. you're going to die. Yeah, whoops. Yeah. Soz. <laughs> Oops, which one, which two and which three? I played which one in our school's production of Macbeth because it was an all boys school. Oh. Now, what, what's the famous line again? <laughs> When shall we three meet again in thunder, lightning, or in rain? No, the, when the hurly burly's done, when the battle's lost and won, uh, air the no, place, no, something or other. Oh, uh, is the, this a dagger that I see before me? No, the. Hubble bubble uh, hu- boil in trouble. That's the one. Hubble bubble toil in trouble, fire burn <laughs> and cauldron bubble. Yeah, whenever I mem- remember that, all I remember is Hubble bubble toilet trouble, because we used to say that if you had diarrhea. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually in the second act. Yeah. The first act they did the Hubble Bubble Toil and Trouble. Uh, of course, because you've read the whole thing, right? Yeah, read yeah. the whole thing. A lot of people don't read past yeah. the, the first act. It's yeah. It's quite, quite dry. And then the second one, they're, they're all around a toilet and they're going, yeah. It's out. one of the main reasons I, I can't psychologically eat Hubba Bubba because I, I worry that it's going to give me toilet trouble. <laughs> yeah. Hubba Bubba Toilet Trouble. Toilet Trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hubba Bubba Toilet Trouble. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I rarely ask this when I'm doing a podcast, but am I doing it right? Is this is this good good sort of stuff? <laughs> uh, yeah, this, I always want to ask that when I'm doing a podcast, though. Do you know what I mean? Sort of go, is this yeah. the sort of thing you're after? Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. is this is this it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so far, from I mean, I don't know. I feel, I feel like asking that on this one as well. <laughs> Joe, Sam, is this it? I'm always <laughs> flying by the seat of my pants. Uh, always. Is this what you were asking for? Um, it la- <laughs> Thanks, Sam. <laughs> Cheers, Sam. If you could just chip in every now and again, that would be great. Cheers, mate. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good thing to ask as well. Am I doing this right? So wake up in the morning, am I doing this right? <laughs> <laughs> I think when I wake up, I know I've done it wrong already. Yeah. 
Yeah. As soon as I wake up, I'm like, so I wake, wake up with a heavy again. heart. Oh, <laughs> fucked oh, it. No. Yeah. Screwed yeah. up already. How have I managed that? Um, right, so we're, we're here outside Stallion's gym. <clears throat> yes. If you want to run, jog on. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, hear you have a, we hear you have a story. About yeah, the, I do. I do have a story about the gym. Great. Um, do you want a title? Do, do they have titles normally? Oh, that's such a good point. Um, <clears throat> Hi, Ed. Does your story have a title? <laughs> Hello. It does, actually, yeah. It's called Gains. Nice. Real nice. Nice. Okay. With a Z? With a Z or an S? S. S. Mad Gains. Yeah, mad Gains. Mad Gains. Don't try and add a Z to my story, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. I feel like I'm at school. This is so weird. Right. You will be graded on this, so. Yeah. Glad you this, this also made me remember um we were given we had to write a story at school once, uh and we were given the title, you know when you get given the title. Mm. And uh, the story was uh the boy who was born in the bubble. Um and uh I wrote a three page story. Um and uh, my friend Jack Holroyd wrote a story that I still remember off by heart, which was um, one day there was a boy born in a bubble, one day he landed on a pin in France, the end. <laughs> it was about 25 words long, and one day came up twice. I absolutely loved it. It's astonishing. <laughs> it's great. It's That's got great. It's got yeah. absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah. It's better than a Bond film. Yeah. It's got France. <laughs> it's got Jeopardy. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> oh it's my got a beginning, God. middle, and an a end. A tragic end. Yeah. It's yeah. got a beginning, it's... middle, and an end. In that the beginning is there was a boy born in a bubble, which is the title. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Middle landed on a pin in France, and the end is just the words, the end. It's perfect. It's perfect storytelling. <laughs> okay, let's not put off the inevitable. Here we go. Marcus hammered on the door urgently. It was 6.31am and the doors of Stallion's gym should have been open one minute ago. He had of course been here since 6.29, but he decided to give them a minute's grace period so as not to seem too desperate. Ever since Stallion's had opened in Spooktown three years ago, he hadn't missed a day. He was the only person who'd managed that. There had been others, but they'd dropped off along the way. Todd, Graham, Linus, all of them used to be the 6.30 boys, but they were weak. I'm coming, I'm coming, said a muffled voice from inside. Marcus saw the silhouette of Kevin, the gym's owner, trotting down the corridor towards the reception area. Kevin was a thick-set pink man with a body that was almost perfectly cylindrical. You certainly would never have seen anyone as cylindrical as Kevin before, so it's difficult to truly imagine what he looked like. Imagine a baby that had been forced to grow inside a Pringles tube until it was 12 and you might be getting close. If Billy Bear Ham was a man might be a better way to describe him. In fact, let's just change his name to Billy to make things easier. Billy fumbled with the lock and threw the doors open. He looked up at Marcus in a huff, his processed meat face an even more unnatural shade of pink than normal. No need for that there, is there Marcus? He spluttered, mouthful of porridge. Sorry Billy, but you're late opening, there's customers to think of, said Marcus, barely concealing his disdain. Customer, snapped back Billy. It's only ever you here at this time. Next person here will be the postman and he only ever pops in for a shit. I've got the competition in three weeks, haven't I? Every minute counts. Ah yes, the competition. The annual Spooktown Bodybuilding Olympiad was all that had occupied Marcus's mind for the last year. Weak arms, the phrase that was burned into his mind. Weak arms, it rang in his ears from the moment he woke up to the moment he went to sleep. 
and in his sleep, to be fair. All of the time might be a better way of putting it. All the judges had commented on was his weak arms. Every day since then, Marcus had been at Stallions at opening time. Even when they were closed for building works during the addition of the ladies' gym ponytails, Marcus was there, offering to help the builders lift the equipment in the hope of getting a vital bicep pump. Oh yeah, the bodybuilding comp, said Billy. I've entered that, actually. Marcus squawked out an offensively loud laugh. You! I'm sorry, Billy. He wasn't. But do you think that's a good idea? You're not really built for it. You're about five foot two. I'll have you know, I'm five foot one and a half, proclaimed Billy. And it's not about size or strength. It's what you've got up here. He tapped his big red skull, the skin momentarily turning white where his fingers had just been before the blood panicked and rushed back. I'm a man of science, and it's that what will beat the likes of you lummoxes. When Billy says he is a man of science, he means we're all athletes when they say science. Sports science. All in all, a useless degree with no practical application in the actual world. He had a degree from Spooktown University, formerly Spooktown Polytechnic College, formerly the Spooktown Butcher Training School for Wayward Teens, formerly the Spooktown Asylum for Medically Annoying Women, formerly a field. Marcus scoffed at Billy and brushed past him into the weights room. His workout that day went as he'd hoped. He was progressing well and the work he'd been putting into his arms was starting to show. They were almost ready for competition day and if he got his diet right and remembered to rub on the yak oil for shine, he was guaranteed the win. On his way out, he stopped by reception to buy a protein shake. When he approached the desk, Billy seemed startled. He was drinking a protein shake of his own, but he chugged this as soon as he saw Marcus coming and quickly and clumsily grabbed something and hid it in his desk drawer. What's that you've got there? inquired Marcus. Don't know what you mean, burbled Billy. Just the usual, is it? Two scoops of the big man banana pump juice? Marcus knew something was up. He instinctively knew that he had to see what was in that drawer. He'd have to play it smart. Turns out he didn't have to play it at all, because just at that moment there was a cry from the toilets. It's happened again! Billy jumped up from his seat. That fucking postman, he blocks the bog every time. He bobbed off down the corridor towards the bathroom, cursing as he went. As soon as he disappeared from sight, Marcus shot around the desk and flung open the drawer. There, nestled amongst some paperwork, was a bag of protein powder that he had never seen before. This in itself was an unusual enough occurrence. Marcus considered himself extremely up to date with the world of protein, even subscribing to Protein Magazine. Not to be confused with Protein Magazine, which he accidentally subscribed to and caused an embarrassing incident at the newsagents. This was a black bag with blood red writing emblazoned across the front. Hydraulic muscle powder. The name was certainly intriguing. Marcus flipped over the packet. The reverse promised that the powder made the most revolutionary protein shakes to hit the fitness world with a real chocolate flavour. Marcus skim read this, he was used to these sorts of claims and knew from experience that real chocolate flavour meant it would taste like if a toddler ate a Freddo bar and then spat in your mouth. Besides, his attention was drawn to something else on the packet. The ultimate arm gains, the only protein on the market to give you that extra arm pump. This was exactly what Marcus needed. No wonder Billy was trying to hide it from him, he was trying to gain the edge in the competition. Without a second thought, he thrust the packet into his gym bag and quickly made his exit, weaving past Billy, who was too busy reprimanding an embarrassed postman to notice. As soon as he was home, he made himself a shake from the hydraulic powder. As expected, the flavour was nothing to write home about, but he could have sworn that as soon as he took his first sip, he felt strength and energy pulsating around his body. Probably psychosomatic, he laughed to himself, but it can't hurt. He had one more shake later with his plate of night meat and bedded down around 10. His night was peppered with sweaty fever dreams. 
He had no memory of what the dreams were about, but he awoke on several occasions flinging himself upright in bed as if propelled by an unknown force. At 5.30am, his alarm punctured through his consciousness and he fought his way out of bed. He didn't feel good, but stallions beckoned. He went through his normal morning ritual. Shower, eggs, teeth, skincare, one more egg, bath. If there was anything Marcus liked more than exercise, it was being clean and eggs. He went to pull on his t-shirt, but something was wrong. Rather oddly, it wouldn't go on. His arms and head went through the usual holes, sure, but whenever he tried to pull it down, it just wouldn't go. He took it off and tried again, but every time the same issue. He knew he was tired, but this was insane. Maybe it had shrunk in the wash. He rushed to the bathroom to get another t-shirt from the dirty linen basket, and as he bent over to grab one, he noticed something utterly bizarre in the mirror. Protruding from between his shoulder blades, as proud as he liked, was an arm. It was about the size of a baby's arm and hung there limply, pointing towards the floor. Marcus fell backwards in shock, tumbling towards the lino, woozy-headed and overwhelmed. But rather than hitting the deck with a sixth thud, he found himself back on his feet. The arm had somehow cushioned his fall and pushed him back upright. Impressive, thought Marcus, before returning to his previous state of utter panic. What does one do in this situation? Call an ambulance? Try and cut it off with a bread knife? Marcus didn't have a bread knife, he didn't eat bread. This swirling mass of ideas was interrupted suddenly when Marcus saw the time. 6.09, he had to go. There's no way he could break his streak at Stallions, it was nearing competition day. The competition! A stampede of panic came charging towards Marcus. He would have to be topless. Everyone would see the little arm. He wasn't aware of anyone in bodybuilding history who had an extra little arm, or in general history, come to think of it. Then came another rush of panic, weak arms. All this time he'd spent developing his incredible arms and now he had another to contend with and it was anything other than incredible. He examined it in the mirror, pale, shapeless and soft. One look at that and no matter what the other two did, he knew the judges would mark him down. But there was no time to think of that now. He negotiated on a t-shirt, hunched himself over his car's steering wheel and sped off to Stallions. Once there, he grunted hello to Billy, hoping he wouldn't mention the stolen protein powder. Remarkably, Billy didn't bring it up. Perhaps he hadn't noticed yet, thought Marcus. The workout was, as expected, tricky. Marcus tried his hardest to focus, but when you've got an extra little arm on your back, it tends to consume the majority of your brain power. For the first time in his life, Marcus decided to call it a day early. He stood up from the weights bench, replaced his dumbbells in the rack and began to walk towards the exit. But as he did, he felt something pulling him back in the direction of the gym. It didn't take him long to realize that the little arm had began to heave, point and thrust towards the weights. It wanted him to go back. The further he got away from the gym, the more insistent and desperate the arm's movements became until it was urgently thrashing inside his shirt. He couldn't risk Billy seeing what was going on, so in order to placate the arm, he walked backwards in the direction of the dumbbells. The arm led him to an area he didn't frequent, the lighter weights. At this point, he had decided to just do what the arm wanted. He still wasn't convinced that this was happening in real life and that he wasn't in some sort of coma, so he felt like he may as well lean into it until the doctors working on him could get him into surgery or whatever. As always at this time, the gym was empty apart from Billy who was facing away. He knelt down beside the weights and pulled up his shirt, freeing the little arm. It immediately stopped flinging itself about, cracked its tiny knuckles and gripped a five kilogram dumbbell. It hoisted it up and began to curl it rapidly. Marcus was, to be fair, surprised. It's difficult to imagine that on a day that he had grown an extra arm that there would be any more surprises in store, but here we are. The little arm was now in the full throes of a workout, veins popping out and a sheen of sweat forming on the triceps. Marcus decided it was probably best to let it tire itself out, so he sat backwards on the bench and prayed it would be over soon. 
Eventually, after 30 minutes or so, the arm dropped the weight with a thud and fell suddenly limp, slapping loosely onto Marcus's spine. He slowly got up from the bench, being ever so careful to not wake the arm, and headed to the showers. What he was confronted with in the mirror was not the arm he had seen this morning. It was distinctly bigger, more defined and bulging. A half an hour workout had given it what Marcus would estimate as six months progress. Suddenly, an idea occurred to him. This didn't have to be what lost him the competition. This could be his winning flourish. There would be no other competitors on the day who could spin round and show the judges an extra fully developed arm. He would win this competition and he would do it with arms cubed. Every day after that was arm day. His whole life became gym, protein shake, gym, protein shake. His focus increased, his passion tripled, and his eyes were well and truly on the prize. The extra arm grew at an insane rate. It was only a week until it was the same size as the two he was born with, and after that it only got bigger. Concealing it from Billy had become difficult. A few days in, he had started wearing a large puffer jacket to disguise it, and told Billy it was a new training technique that he had read about online. Billy, true to form, came in the next day wearing one as well, desperate as he was to beat Marcus in the rapidly approaching comp. The arm continued to come on leaps and bounds. It got to the point that Marcus could do pull-ups with the extra arm whilst texting and do press-ups whilst the extra arm did bench press. Soon, it was the evening before the big day and Marcus had never felt more confident. He climbed into bed at 9pm, showered and moisturised all over, a process that had become much quicker now he had a willing extra hand to reach the previously elusive areas. He settled down onto his side, which is how he slept now for obvious reasons. Just as he began to drift off, he began to get the distinct sensation of not being able to breathe. Every time he gasped for air, his throat got tighter. His eyes snapped open, but it was useless. All he could see was the veins behind his eyeballs and red spots as he gulped needly into his pillow. After a few more seconds, it was over. The arm felt his body go limp and released him. After slapping him around the face and taking his pulse to check that it had done its job, the arm began its long and arduous journey. It dragged itself and its lifeless cargo out of the bed, grabbing onto the bedside table and yanking the whole lot onto the carpet with a massive crash. Then slowly and painfully it hoisted Marcus across the living room and out the front door. It dragged him along the street, into the park and across the grass with grim determination. Eventually, it reached an industrial estate where it finally rested outside Unit 10, Hydraulic Protein Enterprises. The large garage door rattled open. Billy emerged loaded the corpse into a trolley and took it into the back room. There he began the painstaking process of removing the arm. The bodies of the rest of the 6.30am boys lay nearby, Todd, Graham and Linus, each one of them with an extra impressive protrusion, two legs and an arm to be precise. Billy smiled and began to prep himself for a long night. Tomorrow was competition day after all and he didn't have long to attach these new limbs in place of his own. But if these judges were to learn anything, it's that sports science is actually quite a useful degree. The end. Now, so this all happened here, did it? In Stallions? Yes, Stallions Gym. You don't go to this gym, though? No, but I know I know a couple of people who go to the gym and they've heard about it. Oh, so this is all hearsay, then? No, they know it happened and then they told me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is, is Billy still owning the place? Yeah, Billy's still there, yeah. But he's, so got, he's just hench as fuck. Yeah, he's now. he's really massive now. Yeah. Can I ask a, a question? When 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 did this happen? This was about five year, five years ago. Okay. okay. Did he did he win the competition? Yeah. I mean, he uh, well, they thought he looked a bit weird. He, if anything, yeah. he was too. 
because he sort of did the arms and legs, but mm. he didn't do the rest of his body, which was an oversight. <laughs> so it's a Pringles tube. Yeah. With muscly arms yeah. and legs, yeah. Yeah. So he just neglected yeah. the core. He forgot about the core, poor old Billy. Right. Um, just because he hadn't worked out the best way of surgically removing someone's core and popping it on, because there's quite a lot of bits in <laughs> yeah. there that you need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like you need a PhD in sports science. To do yeah, that. exactly. I think he left it a bit late, really, because he should have done the arms and legs like a couple of months before and then just worked out his core naturally, but. Um, yeah. But yeah, he saved it for the night before. So, how did Billy know that the powder was going to create an arm on Marcus and a leg on Todd, you know, or whatever? Gotcha, yeah. How, how did he tailor five, it? Five right arms. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's different powder for legs and arms. Um, uh, so I'm, okay. not, I'm not. I'm not a sports scientist, so I don't really know. But he developed sure, two, sure. two different powders. There may have been years before where you're quite right. He probably had to hone, hone the powders, and you know probably ended up with someone just all covered in ears or whatever. Mm. <laughs> Useless. Really hench ears. Yeah, yeah, massive muscly ears. Um, I think this is the sort of the culmination of all of Billy's hard work to get to this mm. point. Yeah. I wonder if he's working on the core now, as in like working on a core powder. I just can't. It's, I'm sure he is, but it's very tricky to imagine someone growing an extra core. Oh, yeah, it has to be an extra core. Yeah, but I'd argue it's very tricky to imagine an arm on someone's back. No, but well. then you just, that just sticks out, right? That just sticks out like one of those mice with the ear on their back, whereas okay, yeah. a whole core, how's that going to grow? Yeah. Where would it go? Why not? <laughs> Why not just kill... Marcus and take one of his arms because there's his his arms weren't as good as the extra arm um so he knew that if he <laughs> added the arm to someone like Marcus they would end up training the little arm and the little arm was always going to become a more magnificent and bigger arm than Marcus's ever was okay. so what then in that case why not just grow the arm on your own back because he didn't want to work it out, he yeah, and he doesn't have the genetics to produce that. So it's the it's the combination of the the host and the science that grows the little arm that creates it's that perfect arm. Got you, Ed. You had me at genetics. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd argue that Marcus also didn't want to work the arm out. The arm was its own thing. Yeah, Marcus was pulled back to the gym. Mm-hmm. And had to awkwardly squat down whilst an arm worked out on its back. Yes. So, yes. How did the arm uh, and the other things that were grown on the other lads? How uh, who killed legs. the other lads? Hmm. Legs. Yeah. Thank you, Ed. Is that right? Um. How? Why have they not killed Billy? Why have the arms and legs not turned on Billy? Oh, because Billy. Because Billy created them, he created the powder. So he, if anything, he's sort of in charge. So of So they them. know their creator. They know their creator. Yeah, of course they do. Kath. Okay. They know. They know their creator. Kath, it's genetics. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, it's genetics. It's all science. Because a lot of these questions you're asking me are about science that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I can only give you the basics. You know, <laughs> yeah. if I'd made this yeah. up, I could. Mm. I could tell you exactly what yeah. what was going on in the science behind it. But I, I've not. So all I can say is that. <laughs> Is that it happened, um, and I know yeah. I know sort of why it happened. I just don't know necessarily how. You know the postman who blocked up the toilet with a shit. Mm-hmm. Was he a ghost? 
<laughs> Not that I'm aware of, but uh, <coughs> that's fine. There's some rumours going around. Just cross that out. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've written down when did he, and then I haven't finished that question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when did um, Ed? When did he? <laughs> Shortly after. Ah, <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> that stacks up, actually. Yeah. No holes there. <laughs> so when he, when Billy, uh, when Billy chopped off the arms and legs of the um, six thirty boys. Yes. Love that. I once. Um, I went on a couple of nights out with some friends every Wednesday and I jokingly started saying Wednesday boys, Wednesday boys, fucking fucking Wednesday boys in a taxi to sort of make fun of the kind of people that would do that and by the yeah. time I got out of the taxi they were all sincerely chanting it yeah, the Wednesday boys yeah, <laughs> yeah the Wednesday boys Wednesday boys, Wednesday boys fucking fucking Wednesday boys and then they like started genuinely doing it I was like, oh no <laughs> I've created a monster, much like Billy. Um, so, to go back to Billy, um, when he chopped off the arms and legs of the 630 boys um, mm. and attached them to him, so he, he must have chopped off his own limbs and yes. then attached the preem limbs. Yeah. Um, Are you wondering how he removed his own limbs and then put some other limbs on? Weirdly, no. <laughs> Bizarrely, that wasn't going to be my question. So, can he not feel his legs and arms? No. So they are... <laughs> A split-second decision, and he went for no. Yeah. No, he can't. They're dead. So he... <laughs> So he is fully, fully controlled by his legs and arms. Yeah, but he controls. He he can, he can stop them doing stuff. Oh, he can. But okay. he can't. He can't feel them. Okay. <laughs> What's he done with his original uh, A's and L's? He sewed them back onto the bodies, and then mm -hmm. just threw threw everyone threw them all in a big bin. <laughs> so and he was never caught because I don't remember this hit in the news no he was never caught no, he's still he's still Ooh. at large well he's just in there I could see him yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I see him through the window I love that you preempted the question when you said, you said they're in a big bin you preempted the question they couldn't all fit in a bin <laughs> <laughs> it was a big bin. It was a big old bin. <laughs> Nip that question right in the bud. It's a big bin before you ask. <laughs> oh, God. Big bin for the big boys for the big boy gym. Yeah. <laughs> Got you. Um, Noted. Can I ask? So, again, this, this not making the news is weird because I think somebody would have seen an arm dragging a man. No. from his home to an industrial estate someone would have followed and gone what's going on here then well I was quite specific about that it was 10pm to be honest which definitely feels like a mistake but <laughs> no you know for a start lots of stuff goes on in Spooktown right yeah 
Yeah. Quite often, people don't want to be out at night because who knows what you're going to see. Okay. And although it t- it took a while, it takes a while for the arm to sort of hoist the hoist the body across across the park, mm. etc. Um, avoided all street lights. Uh, stuck to the undergrowth. Uh, okay. Uh, quite good at distracting. So if the if the arm could see someone at the end of the street, say, it can pick up a rocket, it can throw it in a different direction. To get so sorry, attention. Ed. If the arm if the arm could see yeah. someone yeah do you want to unpack that a little or are you sort of are we fine we'll just let that go have you heard of sonar <laughs> <laughs> I have I have heard of sonar yeah good yeah <laughs> okay so that's, yeah. Uh, that's answered that okay yeah. so the arm has the abilities of a bat I don't. I can't go too deeply into the experimentation process that Billy used, but there were. I think there were bat genetics involved. Right. Yeah. You oh, got okay. Bulk out the powder with something, haven't you? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wings. Yeah. Wings. <laughs> Bit of talc. Yeah. And some wings. <laughs> oh, and that's why it came. It appeared on their back. That makes sense. Here's a. Sp- yeah. Here's a spooky up. thing. How is Cheers, the gym then. still running if he if he's killed all his customers? Oh, there's more. There's always more customers. He impressed mm. people in the competition. He didn't win because of his weird core, but obviously sure. he was wearing, like he, the little trunks he was wearing were advertising Stallions Gym, and you know all the interviews he gave. Oh, okay. He was like, "Come to my gym, Stallions," and people obviously saw that and thought, "Well, I want arms and legs like that, so I, yeah. I'm going to start going to Stallions." So he has a constant new customer base. I do remember seeing that there was mm. a video of him on YouTube in the competition. Because it went viral because his, his head is... Yeah, exactly yes, it does. It does. I remember you yeah. showing me that now, actually. I don't, know whether I've, um, I don't know whether I've said this before, but my, um, I grew up in Sandbach and my brother went out for a slap-up meal at the local restaurant and they got a charcuterie board and one of the meats <laughs> on it was a Billy Bear meat. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, it's mortadello. <laughs> Wild. Um, Love that. Should we have a com- conflab, Kath? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, bear with us, Ed. Do we go in? Go chat. Yeah, let's go into the gym. Should we go in to do so that? It's a Billy. Should I come with you? Kevin, isn't it? Um, uh, I mean, you can if you want. It's a bit awkward. We're going to talk about you as if we're talking yeah, behind yeah. your back, but you okay. will be there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, no, come, in. come in. Right, come in. You can do in. that if you want, though. Yeah. Yeah, Just sort of don't with. make eye contact with us when we do it. I guess. I'll close my eyes. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you. I love the story, Kath. Yeah, great story. Enjoyed the story. I can't find any holes in it, but I do think it's absolute horseshit. Is that weird? Um. Do you know what I mean? No, I'm like, that's great. Yeah, I, bec- but, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's weird because we're, we're, he's just going. Yeah, my mates told me. Yeah, my mates said it. We 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 don't know his mates. We don't know. How do you know this is real? I oh, just my mate said it. Do you know, I think it's more for me. I'm just like, yeah, but it didn't happen, did it? Do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, that sounds amazing. But also, like, come on, mate. I just think it's like, oh, yeah, you're full of, full of shit. <laughs> um, I'm not sure closing my eyes helps here. You know, that is your fault, though. You opted to come in. Yeah, that's true. And stand next to us. Yeah. I might pop out. Okay. 
Just give us a sec. We'll come with you. We'll come with. <laughs> Let's go, Kath. Yeah, so Ed, I think um, there's literally zero evidence other than Billy over there, to be fair. That, that, um. I'll go and speak to Billy while you okay. do that, okay? Okay. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, no, it's all true. It's all true. Every word of it. <laughs> What's that? Hey, guys. Oh. Oh, I guess. I mean, that's wild of him to admit to committing that many murders. Kath. Don't tell anyone, you lot. <laughs> Kath, you can't. So he says he, he, we, he said it's true, but we're not allowed to tell anyone. We didn't hear the question. You could have said, do you open at 6.30? <laughs> and he's gone, yeah, it's all true. I'll deny every word of it in a court of law. Maybe he's not allowed to open at 6.30. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it's against strict town rules. Um well that's that's put a spanner in the works. Yeah. Hello. Hi judges. <laughs> okay, I see how it is. <laughs> Here to judge is the new weekly podcast from Little Wonder, where we dismantle predicaments posted online. Featuring fruity dilemmas from Am I the Arsehole on Reddit to Am I Being Unreasonable quandaries on Mumsnet. Join me, Priya Hall. Me, Robin Morgan. And me, Layla Navarby. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Apple, or Spotify. wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Go on, give me I'm just being like your hype <laughs> man. <laughs> new episodes every Friday. <laughs> there must be something we can use. So. <laughs> what do you think, Kath? There's no proof. There's no proof that this happened. Billy's uh, hench arms and legs and tubular core are not in a um, surfer way, in a um, ge- ge- geometry way. Tubular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, geometrical? Uh, that's pretty solid evidence that something weird's happened. Because you can't get arms and legs like that without working your core. That's sports science. But I still don't believe it. <laughs> check the big bin. Check the, check the big bin. Check the big bin. And he's, he's right, we haven't checked the big bin. But, you, but, but Ed, we're going to bring you into this comp lab now. Oh, uh, hi, guys. Y- y- hey. Go ahead. Y- you, you didn't check the big bin. You, you know, have you checked the big bin? I trust my friends implicitly in everything they tell me and I feel to check the big bin would be a big bin betrayal. <laughs> well, now I think it's definitely not real. Now I think it's not happened. <laughs> Why? It happened five years ago. If there's still four corpses and four limbs in there, <laughs> that's fucking insane. Wow. It's not a bin. It's a really big bin. I don't know what that means. <laughs> 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 Takes a long time to empty it. Yeah, <laughs> there at the bottom. Years. <laughs> Takes a long time to fill it up. They won't come Is and it get it, it until it's full. I, I think yeah, it, you just blindly trusting your pals, is not enough. Yeah. Okay. Says a lot. In my. <laughs> Ed. Se- second Ed. Yes. Ed Gamble. Oh, I'm first Ed. Fucking take that. It's your podcast, mate. Come on, that is pathetic that you're excited about that. 
<laughs> I feel that yes, Billy is there, but he is just chatting shit. I don't know what he's talking about. He looks weird, but he's a weird guy. He's got a Billy Bear head, Billy Meat yeah. Bear head. Like with you, yeah. he's not gonna look right. It's Martadella. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he gets quite sensitive about that. For a head shaped like Billy Bear Meat, he's got great hearing. (laughs) So I think we can't be like, oh yeah, no, definitely this happened because look at his core and look at his legs. Look at his fucking face. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, therefore, it ain't going into Spooktown lore because we can't prove it. Genuinely. Well done, Kath. Then... You guys are next, I guess. You guys are next. What? He's gonna come for you. I'm not hench. There's no. There's nothing hench going on here. Also, what for? He's already got arms and legs. Our, our fucking Jennies. What's he coming for? <laughs> yeah, he's entering in the Spooktown Jenny Olympiad. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that we had that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I guess we're next then. Oh. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, on that bitter note, thank you so much for telling us your story and for showing us Stallion's Gym. Can't wait to sign up for that and never go. You are most welcome. I think it's a shame that you've lost your trust in the world. Uh, and uh, in your friends and your friends' friends. <laughs> yeah. But I've very yes. much enjoyed sharing with you that truth. Um, and it doesn't make it any less true because you have decided that you don't believe it. Yeah. And you are entitled to that truth. That lie. <laughs> I think you should hop on, on your train and, you know, to, to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Leave, get out, get out of Spooktown. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming, Ed. It's been lovely to see you both. It's been lovely to be here, and it's nice to have a trip out of the house, even if yeah. I've essentially turned up here. You've spat at me, and I've left. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm sorry yeah. about that, but thank you for coming. And um, sorry, story didn't make it into Spooktown. We loved it all the same. Uh, it has no bearing on the quality. Excellent story. Excellent company. Thank you. Uh, see you later. We're going to leave now. Bye. 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 That was nice. That was nice. What are you up to now? (laughs) Thanks for asking. Um, That's okay. I can't really say how I'm meeting, but you know the song Do You Believe in Love? Yeah. You know how it's like auto-tuned? Yeah. Well, she says it wasn't auto-tuned. It was that her mouth was haunted. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, so... um, Fuck, I'm it's been go, like 20 years. It's been ages. I've just been trying to tell everybody. But I'm going to go meet her at a spud you like, and she's going to sing for me at the spud you like, and I'm going to yeah. listen, and if it sounds auto-tuned, just, you know, out and about. Really haunted mouth, innit? Hmm, yeah. Oh, good luck. Thank you. Chair. Yeah, you can come if you want, but... Ugh, <laughs> This has been a Little Wonder production. Music from Rodri Vani. 
Local artwork from Suze Hughes. Voice by Melanie Walters. With special thanks to Beth Forrest, Steve Pickup, Sam Roberts, Henry Widdicombe and Joe Williams. Other podcasts from Little Wonder include Here to Judge and I Wish I Was an Only Child. Subscribe now on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.